0: Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums, and art galleries. You guys, I love the idea of going to scottsdale this summer i'm about to fire up my group chat and book a trip because i literally love getting an amazing deal on a five-star hotel like oh my gosh i cannot think of anything better plus me you know i love the sun i love to lay by a gorgeous pool sipping a drink knowing that i'm going to a fabulous restaurant that night and i love that it won't be overcrowded Visit experiencescottsdale.com tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com tinks. Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. Good morning, gang! Happy Friday! How are we? How are we doing this morning? I'm doing pretty good. I had a relaxing, low-key week. I consumed a lot of content. A lot of content. I've been in a in a really big TV uh, jag. Um, and TV feels good again, doesn't it? There was a while where it felt a little barren. It felt a little like, oh, there's nothing. I was. That's why I honestly started my uh, going back to watch all my favorite old rom-coms because I was like, there ain't shit on TV today. But then all of a sudden, all these good shows uh, came on. Are you guys watching The Staircase on HBO Max? I think it is. Or just normal HBO. I don't really know the difference anymore. Unbelievable show. It's about, it's based on a true story. I, I guess there's a documentary, which I'm going to go back and watch too, um, about a woman who falls down the stairs and they're trying to figure out, it's a whodunit. Is it, you know, foul play? Is it her husband, played by Colin Firth? Colin Firth is one of the greatest actors of our time. I mean, he's given us so much. My personal favorite is um, his Love Actually character. But he's just given us song. He was Mr. Darcy. I mean, he gives and he gives. He's in Bridget Jones. He deserves a vacation. He has delivered so much premium content to us and we love him for it. But the staircase is very scary. And I'm not like a Frady Cat, I like scary things, but I have to end my night on a happy show. So I'll watch a little bit of the staircase. And then I was on HBO Max and I was like, I need to cleanse the palate. So I started watching this show julia which is about julia child and i fucking love that movie remember that movie from like 15 years ago julie julie and julia with amy adams and the one and only meryl streep and stanley tucci i mean all-star cast so this is a tv show that's sort of like that movie but it's more hbo-y um Really, really good. A great comfort show. And I love food. So it's fun to see, you know, how what a what a pioneer she was, because she she was really the first person to be like, hey, it might be fun if I filmed myself cooking so I could teach people. And now look today we have TikTok with five million recipes and people making all this stuff nonstop. But she was a pioneer and she's cool. And her marriage had interesting dynamics. And that's sort of reflected in the Amy Adams-Merrill movie. But here they're kind of digging into it more. So I absolutely highly recommend as a new comfort show. And then, of course, um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We're back. We're back, baby. And this season feels, it feels like a season three or a season four, okay, for, the, for my housewives, for my Bravo family. Um, you know, it has that energy. It has that energy where you're like, shit's going to pop off. There is going to be some really good trips and people are going to be arguing and screaming and throwing Chardonnay. And I cannot fucking wait. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, I kept thinking Sutton was getting a bad edit. I was like, there's no way that she can actually be this out of it and like say these weird things. But I think that might be her personality. I don't know. The, yesterday when Kyle was... Trying to explain to her, like Sutton, you compared Dorit's house being broken into and her being robbed at gunpoint to you having like a hectic morning, and Sutton just didn't get it. She was like, "I don't." She's like, "What?" Kyle's like, "No, but you see how they're different. They're just different." Totally over her head. Um, I'm a Kyle stand for life. I'm a Kyle stand for life. I love her. Love Crystal. Love her so much. Um. And the rest, we will see. We will see how the chips fall this season. But I think it's really about to kick off. Um, I love the, I love Diana, love the new girl. Um, you know, I love when a new person on Housewives comes in swinging, when they're just like, fuck it, I'm not gonna be meek. I think there's two roads to take when you come in as a new housewife there's the like, I'm gonna befriend everybody and just like see who I can stick on to. And then there's the like, fuck you, I'm here, big balls, energy. Um, and she's got it. And I think she's very beautiful and I am happy for her hot younger man. So, a lot of content. Um I love it. I love being cozy. One of you DM'd me and and said, "Uh I love when you're depressed cuz you watch more TV and I love your recaps." And I was like, "Thank you. That's thoughtful." <laughs> and the worst part is I know that they didn't mean it in a mean way. <laughs> Shop now at pandora.net. Pandora, be love. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We Okay, closing the loop on a heated debate we had this week about how much to spend on a wedding gift. Um, And I polled you guys and people were really heated about this. I think, listen, a lot of factors obviously go into it. I think it matters a lot if you are, A, traveling to the wedding. If you are, like, if it's a destination wedding. B, if you're going as a couple. Um, C, what stage of life you're in. You know, if you're 26, like... You can't be expected to pay a lot. you're fucking twenty six um, and also how close you are to them, right? So if it's just like an obligation wedding, you don't have to go that That's how I think about it. I think it's very, varying factors. Um so I asked the team you guys said four percent of you said thirty to sixty dollars thirty two percent said sixty to a hundred. The majority forty five percent said a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars and then 19% of you said 150 plus. And I think in a way it's not a silly question because I know we all think about it a lot, but those factors that I mentioned really do determine I think how much you should pay. And and I'm going to be completely dick on the table with you guys. I'm all over the place. I might have sent a $60 fucking butter tray once in a while, and I've also done, you know, a 250 something for a close friend. Here's my thing. Here's where I think it gets sticky is and a lot of you wrote to me to say this. If you're in the bridal party, you're you're kind of already like a couple hundred, maybe a thou in the hole by the time you get to the the wedding gift. Like if you're going on the bachelorette, if there's a bridal shower, if you had to buy your dress again, all these things add up. And I think it's right to factor them in. You know, I think it's OK and it's fair and it's right. So. I don't know that that's necessarily going to help anyone with a specific number to target, but here's what I'd say. You can factor in all those things. How close you are to the person. Oh, one more tip that I got from a lot of people out there. They said, you need to cover your plate. But it's like, how the fuck do you know how much it costs? to? You know what I mean? So by that, they mean if it's about $100 a head, you need to give a $100 gift. But again, how the fuck would you know that i swear once you become engaged and you become a bride you know all this background shit and you're able to tell all my friends who are married are like yeah this is this much for the wedding oh she's got that planner yada 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 it's like a whole world so go with good intentions factor those thing in those things in and i think it's fine like i don't i don't really necessarily see at least for me if i was getting married i wouldn't care at all Even if someone didn't give me a gift, and I know I'm going to get shit for that, but like, I don't know. I just don't think that that's how you show your love. I'm not going to be sitting there after I get married going through my fucking William Sonoma boxes being like, oh my God, they got me the small serving tray? What? Rude. It's just not what friendship is. This is connected to another one of my favorite debates, which is who pays for a birthday dinner? Okay, I said the other week on Instagram, I could never... Pick a restaurant for my birthday. I could never say, okay, I want to go to Craig's for my birthday. Invite all my friends and then make them pay. I just wouldn't do that. I I know that that's divisive. But for me, if you pick the restaurant and you organize it and you invite your friends, I kind of believe that you have to pay. And listen, I'm 31. I'm older. So, you know, I can do that now or I wouldn't do it if I couldn't. But you you don't know people's situations and your friends don't want to say no to coming to celebrate you. But, you know, then you're going to put them out for a 60, 70 dollar head meal. I don't know. I think everybody has to be very sensitive around money and very understanding, like understand that people are in their own situations and you can't judge from the outside and you can't ask people to pay for things. That they don't sign up for now if your friends say hey we want to take you out for drinks for your birthday go ahead let them pay that's fine I think but I I don't think that you can organize a birthday party for yourself and then be like yeah pay for your yourselves and me sometimes some people have like some friends are just like that I've had a situation where actually when I moved to LA <laughs> the classic story when I moved to LA with two suitcases no job and uh I was, like, crying. My girlfriends, um, Brian, Iman, and Michelle, they came to my hotel room, and they knocked on my door, and they were like, you are, like, having a mental breakdown. You're having a menti B. We're going out for your birthday. Because I moved on my 29th birthday. Because always the drama tanks. And they took me to the Ivy, one of my favorite restaurants. And I remember that they, they like, paid for that. And I guess they kind of took me out in that sense. But I was like, no, guys, please let me pay. And they were like, no, no, no. We're you're just we're going to pay for you. I cried the entire dinner. I was so shit scared. I was like, I don't know what the hell I've done moving to L.A. Um, So some friend groups are like that. Again, it's a friend group to friend group thing. All I'll say is with both wedding stuff and birthday stuff and just in general in your 20s, money's up and down for everybody. And it's you don't know what someone's situation is and you can't judge them just because they go to Zara and buy a bunch of clothes doesn't mean that they have money to spend $150 on your birthday dinner. Do you know what I mean? Like money's a personal choice and you have to respect that. So I think it's just like, let people do what they're going to do. And I'll say, I don't think money is um a representation of how close you are to someone again like with the birthday you know just because someone doesn't want to spend a hundred dollars on your birthday dinner it doesn't mean they don't love you as a friend like money is not how we show love you can tell that my love language is not gift giving obviously and sometimes I'm a bad gift giver by the way like I find it easy to give you guys recommendations when you say like oh do you have a recommendation for my sister like because I love good product recommendations. But when it comes to my friends, sometimes I'm so stumped and my friends know this. I always just say to them, what do you want for your birthday? I've been bugging Daisy for two weeks being like, what do you want for your birthday? Finally, she said Nike dunk. So that's easy. That's what I'm going to get her. But um, I way prefer people to tell me, which is why I love a registry. That's how this came up initially is someone wrote in and was like, I'm anti-registry. and oh. Lord, that got everybody going. I didn't really think anything of it because I was doing AMA and I was going fast. But people were like screaming in the DMs being like, what? that's so bizarre that that person is anti-registry. Personally, I couldn't love a registry more. I wish that I everyone would just always fucking tell me what they want for their birthday and their wedding. But I don't know. Very heated topic. do all that reading is just fantastic. I love to be in the reading community and Book of the Month is an incredible way to really get engaged with your reading. Maybe you wanna pick it back up for summer, to my core at how smooth my hair looked especially that frizzy top part you know in in your part all those little baby hairs coming through that frizzy part that was smooth so shout out way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle frizz free up your schedule with way go to dot com and enter promo code meetings for 15% off any product that's dot com promo code me tanks. At the Rich Mom Walk in San Francisco, I was so happy that so many roommate groups came because nothing warms my heart like roommates. I obviously loved my roommates so much in San Francisco. They mean the world to me. It's actually Dickie's birthday yesterday. Um, and I just, I I am so happy. I love it because it means you guys are making memories together and it means you guys are taking care of each other. And I'm just going to reiterate here what I said to everyone I met at the Rich Mom Walk. Okay, hold on to your roommates. Like, love them. Get up early on Saturday mornings. Go for a Rich Mom Walk. Go out. Take pictures. Sleep in each other's beds. Cook. Uh, cry, laugh, have little routines with each other, cook dinner on Sunday nights. Actually, one group on uh, the Rich Mom Walk told me that um, you guys meet up with your guy friends and you do a, a dinner on Sunday nights, which is just what we used to do too with our guy friends. So that made me really happy. But then I was thinking about <laughs> this week, Um, I was going to go to Wes's party and I really wanted Dina to come with me, Brian. And I was like, please, I know it's kind of late, but will you just come with me? It's a Malibu. And she was like, I I don't know. I'm really tired. And I was like, and she was like, but if you want a friend card me, you can do it. I can't believe I haven't told you guys about friend cards. Okay. For roommates or a group of friends, you guys need to do friend cards. So this is what it is. We started it in college. um, And in my my group of girlfriends, we had six of us. And we would make these physical cards. And it was a friend card, and everybody gets a certain amount. Everybody gets the amount of people in the group. So we we each got six, and you get to use your friend card whenever you want. And it's like saying, "You got to do this with me," whatever it is. So, for example, in college, if we were all going out to a party, and one of us would be like, "Ah, "I'm not going to go," someone could use their friend card on them, and then it would mean that they have to go to the party. Or say you're very divided on where to order dinner from, if you're roommates, everyone's like, I want sushi. And someone's like, I really want Italian. You can use your friend card. And it's just the most fun thing ever. I didn't friend card Dina in the end because I'm keeping it in my back pocket for when I really need it. And you can reset them whenever. We used to do it quarterly because we were on the quarter system at Stanford. But now we just kind of use it loosely. Like if you really, really need that card, you can pull it and say gotcha so I can't recommend doing this enough it is it's the best system and Brian I'm saving my friend card for something really big that's coming up so that was strategic speaking of friends I got an email follow-up about the podcast that I did with Camilla and I love this email I'm gonna read it I just got it hi tanks 22 year old recent college grad here I just got done listening to your podcast with Camilla and I loved it. A lot of things you guys talked about resonated with me. I've always had this fear that I will never find the person I'm supposed to be with and end up alone well past my 30s. The fear isn't because I'm insecure or I feel unlovable. I'm confident and independent, but it just feels like most men I've encountered aren't just, wor- just aren't worth wasting time over. There are so many awesome, successful women, you included, and men just don't seem to be able to rise to the occasion. Simply put, they don't seem good enough for many of us, and far too many women are settling. I don't want to settle. I recognize I am 22, and I've only experienced immature college boys, but in the back of my mind, I have this fear that there won't ever be a man that adds more good to my life than complications. So I guess my question is here, do you have that fear? Not the fear to be single in your 30s, because you make me want to do that, but to be single through 40s and 50s. How can I work through this fear? Lots of love, Olivia. Okay, Olivia. So. Let me just validate you and say that sometimes I do have that moment too. And I think all of my followers and listeners know I am not the man hating brand of gal. I I really dislike that. I know Gen Z is very into that like, you know, eat the men, all that stuff. I I love men. I think that there's a time and a place for them and they're lovely and they can be wonderful. So, I really want to set the level straight because I hate that. Like, and I hate that trope on social media like the only man in my life is ramen. Like, you know, that's so millennial. Millennials will like do that stuff. And I'm just like no. Like, I like I said on the podcast with Camilla, we both do. Like, I can't wait to find my partner. But I want to validate you that sometimes I have that moment like, oh my God, all men are embarrassing. I always have that thought. I'm not going to lie to you. Like the only person who's not embarrassing is like, I'm trying to think of even a famous person, but like, think about a non-embarrassing man. I I guess maybe Brad Pitt, but he's done some, you know, off stuff too. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, if you guys think of a non-embarrassing man, please tell me because I'm just, I'm at a loss for words. Someone who's just cool. I guess like Michael B. Jordan. Like he's not, he's never been embarrassing, but he's young, so we'll see. Um, okay. Back to your question. So my whole raison d'etre, joie de vivre, is to make sure that women don't settle and to make sure that they, um, don't waste time freaking out about finding a guy so you're already on the right track but maybe too far in the other direction one of my mantras is you should only get a boyfriend you should only procure a man's if your life doesn't have to change at all and I really mean at all or he makes it better ideally he makes it better okay like you should never change for a guy and I think you know to your point in the email so many women settle they change themselves. They water themselves down. They think because of scarcity mindset, this is the best that I can do. But you're on the opposite end of the spectrum and you're just like, I, I don't really see anyone good enough for me. And like also go off queen. Again, you are 22. So you, like you said, have only experienced college fuckboys, and they are the most potent fuck boy out there on the market. So don't worry about that. It does get better. And listen, I think I think you have to release yourself from the timeline because you're talking a lot about these decades, right? And the point is, there is no timeline. The timeline is what shackles us. The fake timeline. The timeline is what makes us anxious and have scarcity mindset and settle for a, a you know, a lame guy and, you know, continue dating someone who doesn't treat us right. So it's really about releasing yourself from the timeline and and not worrying about it because, With your mindset, I'm actually sure that someone will drop in sooner than you think. They're just going to drop in. You have to just separate your happiness and your fulfillment. I mean, it sounds like you already have, but like from this other person and focus on yourself. Your 20s are a mismarketed decade. So instead of thinking like, am I going to have a boyfriend? Am I not? Like, when am I going to settle down? Instead, think about it as, okay, the next eight years are explorative, dating, self work cities spirituality everything it's about exploring that's the only thing i want you to focus on and the right people bright partners guys will drop in when they're supposed to but you got to shift your focus um and you, listen this email is really smart you're going to be fine i'm excited for you i just know you're going to have a really really good good 20s so you ask me do i have that fear not the fear to be single in my 30s But to be single in 40s and 50s. And the answer is no. Because if you have self-worth and you know who you are, not only does that safeguard against settling, but it puts you in the driver's seat of your own happiness. So whatever the situation is, you have that autonomy. You have that autonomy. And that's what's important. That's like what I'm trying to tell you guys all the time is that it's fabulous. Men are wonderful and Sex is amazing and dating is fun and interesting, but like you are the boss of your happiness. And I'm going to say it again water seeks its own level. So the higher a vibration that you're vibrating at, the higher a partner, the higher vibration partner you're going to attract. And just stay in that space. And what's supposed to happen is going to happen. But if you stay in that space, you're going to attract great quality people um and listen will he maybe wear cargo shorts once in a while yeah we're all gonna take a hit right yeah I've dated a guy who wears flip-flops before you know it happens but stay in your self-worth because that's that's what really matters um Okay, guys, have a fabulous weekend. I'm hoping for really, really fun, safe, happy weekends for all of you. And guys, if you are enjoying the podcast, it means the absolute world to me. If you rate it, leave a review, um, share it with your friends. That stuff goes a long, long, long way. So I appreciate um, you all doing that if you're enjoying. And I love you tons. I will see you on Monday. Bye.